Yeah. You're one of those uncles. I, I mean, I am probably <laughs> like, right. You see, you see the playgrounds as empty. Well, nowadays kids are not going to the playground and playing. They're all on their computers and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it is quite true. It is true. It right. is true. Like yeah. we used to really hang out at playgrounds, yeah. even yeah. till like, old age, right? But nowadays, yeah, but you don't really see people like. I think as many kids, yeah. you know, playing in a playground. H- has that been a thought for you? Hi guys, welcome back to another episode with Jason and Jensen from Park Lab. When you first started, it was just you doing flooring, right? Today, you all have grown, you all are doing more things, right? Maybe you can share with us a bit about what exactly Park Lab does. Other than the flooring, mm. okay, we also erect the playground structures by right. itself. We do customization. Mm. Yeah, so um, if let's say today the clients, they would like to have um, um, origami shape right. or like a let's say, caterpillar shape mm. uh, kind of playground. Mm. Yeah, we are able to customize to their requirements. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. How much does a playground cost on average? <laughs> What's the range, right? <laughs> um, for a condo, mm-hmm. average about sixty to 70000 Really? For mm. playground? Yeah. yeah. I'm still thinking like, maybe I should set one in my house. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. an indoor. Yeah. Right. You must have enough space then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. right. But yeah. you all mainly work with still private people or have you all expanded to like um, government? I think all the way, right? It's been a little bit of a mix. Yes, correct. Mm. Yeah. Right. But right now, um, we're handling government projects which are a little bit more uh, taxing because of the paperwork really mm-hmm. yeah and okay. uh, because of more submissions right, and, right. and also um, they are a bit more strict on um, how fast you deliver right. them is it easy to get government jobs because is it a competitive space that you all are in not very okay yeah so um, because there were barrier of entries right yeah I would put it across as a little bit of barrier of entries because mm. of um, the know-how you need, mm. uh, yeah, because uh, not many will know uh, want to know, or in fact, uh, will know about the safety aspect of right, right. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you all have to go and take like all these licenses on safety and all these things, uh. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, yeah, we are certified in US. Oh, oh yeah, uh, So you went to US to do it. Yes, yes. correct. Wow, that's, so, that's, a, that's a fun trip. Can I? Can you? Can you just imagine? Ash, let's go to the US. Let's get playground certification. <laughs> or like, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah, that yeah, way, yeah, but yeah, of course, yeah, it's you yeah. know a lot of safety yes. and a lot of exams and yeah, yeah, all that correct. stuff. But correct. it's it's like a adventure. Yeah, you know? correct, yeah, correct. Correct. It's true. It's true. Yes. Yeah. How many years ago was this? It was last last year. Oh, September. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it a requirement or is it that you all feel that you want to have It's this an advantage for you in, in it's competitive advantage for you to have this. I mean, uh, it's, it's good to know. Yeah. Since we are inside, we are the expertise in this field. We right. have to you know, upgrade ourselves. Yeah, correct, correct. Is it a very, like how many companies actually do this? Actively about six to seven. Wow. But th- well, that's quite competitive. I mean, for a uh, Singapore, right? Because you no, have a small you space, right? So. You wouldn't think so. That's actually quite... I feel that's quite quite a little number of uh, companies in that space. Yeah. Actually, Singapore has one of the highest concentration in terms of playground built in the, built in the public space. So, yeah. Yeah. For six or seven companies, for six or seven companies... Yeah, but we're we always complaining about space, right? Like, Singapore has not enough space. 
Hey man, make space for playgrounds, man. <laughs> yeah. You're one of those uncles. I mean, I am like, right? You see, you see the playgrounds as empty. While nowadays kids are not going to the playground and playing, they're all on their computers and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it is quite true. It is true. It right. is true. Like yeah. we used to really hang out at playgrounds, yeah. even yeah. till the old age, right? But nowadays, only in the evening you see. Yeah, but you don't really see people like. I think as many kids, yeah. you know, playing in a playground. H- has that been a thought for you? Like in terms of, you know, planning our pipelining and, and that sort of stuff, like research. Have you done that kind of research before? Yes, yes yeah. we did. Yeah. On our end. So is yeah. there a dropping rate of people playing at playgrounds? In the private developments, actually, we realize a lot of playgrounds are like becoming white elephants. Right, 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 yeah. right. The usages are not that high, actually. To okay. Be so, do you mm-hmm. like when you see these things, right? Do you go in and give them advice on, hey, maybe we need to change the playground, revamp it a bit? Yeah, make it more suited for this generation of kids. I don't know what right, right. that conversation would look like. Yes, yes. But so usually, yeah. So, I deal a lot on the condo markets as well. So, yeah. refurbishment wise, whenever we enter, we, we try to add value there. Mm-hmm. Because they are playing out probably at least ten years, maybe for right, those right, that's right, prepared to refurbish. Yes, right, right, so right. that gives us the you know, space to plan something that's new, that's in trend, okay. uh, that is you know, suitable for the environment. Right. So I think it works both ways. So we go there, listen to them, and come up with a design proposal. Right, mm. designing. Right. Yes. Right. Correct. So you guys are the ones like physically hand hand drawn designs. So how does that work? Definitely not both of us. So so you okay, of course, you are fronting and facing the client, getting their needs and requirements. Yeah, yeah, and yes, then you're correct. giving it to a designer. Yes. How how often do you all have to like maintain on playground like in general guidelines wise, we would advise them to at least maintain uh, once a month. Mm. But if it's general, but specifically in order to last longer, we will look at the timeline of you know on a yearly basis, you probably have to do it in a quarterly mm-hmm. checks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have certain guidelines. Okay. It's not an uh, official one, but in the public sectors wise, MOE schools, they have quarterly audits. Right, right, right. Mm. Because I can imagine like dealing with kids, right? Playgrounds is always going to be damaged, right? Because you're always yeah. kicking and punching and doing that, 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 that weird horse on the spring that keeps yeah, moving yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, always yeah, push yeah. it to the limit to see how <laughs> do, far do it bounces what's, back what's the name of that actually I have no idea what is that <laughs> <laughs> what's it called yeah. it's called a spring rocker spring rocker I've always tried to break that thing <laughs> when you were when you were young uh, maybe last month Uncle Steve you're walking back much easier to break now but yeah, I mean, um, even at my my house area, right? Like there's like four playgrounds within the area, mm-hmm. like of our block, right? Mm. But then the newer estates, it's not so easy to find playgrounds uh, compared to the older estates, I feel. Is that is that a trend that is happening? And your BTOs yeah. and stuff like that? Actually, they do also. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. I don't really see, like compared to like, because I stayed Woodlands, right? Yeah. Uh, and like, th- there's so many basketball courts. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one opposite our JC. Mm-hmm. There's one further down at my house, oh. opposite my block. There's okay. a basketball court. Okay. Next to it, there's a playground. Opposite the road, there's a playground. At the back of my block, there's another playground. So there's so many playgrounds, right? And mm. then, but like yesterday, I was talking to uh, one of our friends, Jasper. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was say, "Hey, so have you been playing basketball?" He said, "Oh no, the nearest for me is like Potompasi, and he stays in uh, Bidadari." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, is it that like the amount of?" 
playgrounds and basketball courts or whatever is getting reduced. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just I'm not looking for playgrounds now. Maybe it might be concealed within the the surrounding of the HDBs, so you couldn't see. So even now for the like HDBs and all that, when they want to put a playground out there, they do spend a lot of time talking about the aesthetics, like how is it presented and all that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Could could you shed some light? And across the last maybe couple of years, or perhaps you would even know over the last decade, how has playgrounds changed uh, in terms of perhaps design or functionality, that sort of stuff? Mm. Of course, from the beginning, playgrounds were built from mosaic tiles, mm. yeah, concrete. Yeah, the one in Topayo. Okay. Yeah. So right, across right, right. the years, that's the one with the dragon, is yes. it? The slide or something yes, like yes, that. It's an yes, iconic. Part of Singapore, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. correct. Right. So, and of course, the flooring then were um, sand. Mm. Sand. So, now, um, after that, uh, it changed to modular type of playgrounds whereby um, you can see normal platforms, slides. So the plastic. So, yeah, those, those are plastic, plastic, yeah. plastic types, yeah. <laughs> then, now it has uh, transited to a lot of customization, meaning like uh, you need to, uh, there's a team to it. Mm. Yeah, like a train team, maybe a spaceship team. Right. Yeah, nature team. Right. Yeah. So nature team is very uh, popular now. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a lot of because people are not going to the real nature, I guess. And and because of certain requirements, the sometimes the playground is still not made from timber. It's made from uh, steel. Mm. Yeah, but um, they do have a coating over. To make it look like it's timber, right. mm-hmm. so we have a timber uh, coating over it, mm-hmm. so that it can blend in together with the nature. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I mean, I, I would be surprised that like people would want to have a nature team, lah. Right. No and and this is just given by let's say the private estate or the government. Oh, you know what? I want the nature team. Is it? Is 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 yes. that it's what given, they're saying? Yeah. Right. It's right. given by the. Mm-hmm. Client, yeah, the client. But is, is the the sales process is, itself is quite short, right? Like from the discussion to starting the project itself and ending the project, how long does it usually last for your mm. like a average project? If you are talking about uh, working with an architect, that whole process could take as long as mm. six to eight months. Really, yes. just to design the place, just to yeah work with them, because to them uh, planning the outdoors is something that is also quite important. Mm. They spend emphasis on that as well. This is we are talking about the client side or the architects. Uh, architects in general, so, but they get their instructions from client side. So the so client would hire a designer architect to for mm. that entire estate, and then you would be working with that architect to yes. handle that part of that estate, right? Yes, correct. You all don't do like the architect in house itself, uh? Uh, for architect in house wise, uh, not really because they will hire certified architect mm-hmm. firms to do that. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's okay. a tender, right? Public mm-hmm. tenders. Mm-hmm. So they come and give you the design and say that this is what we want, and then you all have to find a way to make it come to life, lah. Yes, right. correct. Right, right. Because mm. it probably has to match what's surrounding it, right? Yes. Uh, because uh, you wouldn't want a playground to just stand out and look very off, as compared to the less rest of the units and residential uh, mm. things, right? Mm, and you could have to take into account, okay, there's a barbecue pit here, there's a swimming pool there, and and all these mm. things that. You're so taking it. How long does the whole thing take mm-hmm. then? Six to eight months with the architect. By the time you get the design, from that point until like finishing it up, usually how long does it take on average? Um, for dealing with architects, it can take up to four years, three to four years. Mm. Yeah. So that's why when 
um, with I first started, the architects that I've been dealing with, uh, th- those projects are coming in right now at this moment. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because wow. we're about four years, four, four, five years. So these are the, we are talking about like uh, new developments. Yes, yes right? new developments, new condos, new HDBs. Okay. However, those that already existing, they mm. have a playground, like for mm. example, in your housing estates, right. that kind. Yeah. Um, the whole process is faster. Mm. Like okay. from the calling of um, the qualified vendors mm. to uh, building the playground, it takes probably about six to eight months. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm. But that's still also quite fairly... A longer sales long, cycle long, than most yes, products correct. or services. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So which is important for you to have a good pipeline of things. Yes. So you actually have some visibility of what is coming up next year, next two years, next three years, maybe. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. Before we talk a bit more about like uh, management itself, right? Mm-hmm. For your dealing with clients-wise, how bad does it get? In what you have way? a very bad experience. Oh, bad experience with a client. Do you want to go first? <laughs> of course. Uh, no, you no, look, you okay. look like you're okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about uh, so many. You know. <laughs> um, I mean, at the start, um, of course with limited resources we will try to want to satisfy everyone mm. but it's really very difficult right clients that the worst experience I guess is more of they uh, wanting the job to be done right. but not understanding that this process might take longer right right so is this unrealistic ex- expectations la? Mm. Some, right. uh, sometimes they might impose it on you but as as a business owner you, you can't really get you know, too uptight about right, it right. it's more of like okay now you face this, how do you deal with their emotions? Mm. Then is there any A, B, C plan to solve it? Right. I mean, that's along the way uh, something that I, I learned. Okay. Okay, so I feel if we are able to convince clients to take the B plan, C plan, mm. they've done something, you know, right. to solve the problem. Right. And you will feel satisfied after that. Right. Yeah. It, it, sometimes in business, you, you have to make sure, of course, make sure that it's proper. Mm. But if it's feasible, then you go for that route. Right, right, yeah. right. So do you have clients who come with like super unrealistic expectations right? and you have to turn them down like say like, no, actually cannot be done? Uh, sometimes we will face that mm. but it's our judgment call to make it. Right. Yeah, so so uh, throughout the, the years working with Jensen, mm. we we sometimes face that. So right. we always talk about that. Right. And eventually we take up and we see how to find solutions for the problems. Mm. I think that is what we have in mind. Right. What is your worst interaction with a client? Uh, was it an angry email like or a phone you. call basically yeah calls so sometimes they can hear me in office like some of my staff can hear me scolding <laughs> shouting at clients right. sometimes <laughs> until a limit so I feel mm-hmm. it should be both ways mm. so we accumulate uh, but we try to service them still but so you have actually that, lost your temper with a client before not really lost but more of letting them see the emphasis that is two way yeah. I think there's a line between right know, right 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 frustration coming out you right. shouldn't unleash it on clients but you should let them see your point also yep 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 your, you, your assistant is here to service them right and we provided them a competitive competitive pricing you know mm. you know I think they should see it right so I think I did ever try that and it worked out quite okay the mm. client changed the, the, tone, the, the right, attitude right, towards right, me right, as right. well yeah that's a skill to learn how do you yeah. learn that skill is it like just through experience or uh 
to me because I always like to endure. So right. when I endure, they always see the nice side. So so you so this is the my my X factor. So right, you right. let them see that okay, you can be very good. Yes, you can service right. them well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they need to realize this important thing. I, I I'm also the human. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so just chill, right? Yeah. Suddenly loses it. You're like, oh shit. Okay. Let's see my dad now. Our staff say he's the noisiest person in the office. Noisiest person. Right, right, right. So that's okay. So how about you? What was your Worst experience, experience yeah. with her. Worst experience, uh, um, most of our, my clients are quite um, professional. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the worst is um, when a client texts me. Yeah, he said that um, it, uh, I, I quoted him a price. Right. Yeah, because uh, uh, he was he was asking for some some price. I, right. I couldn't remember offhand now. I think uh, playground set. Mm, yeah, mm. so I think the expectation versus reality were a little bit mismatch. Uh, mis- mismatch. Yeah, mm. so I told him that um this is our price. Yeah, and he said that it's way too expensive. Yeah, I said okay, fine. Um, then I, of course we will do some objections handling first. Right, like right, for right. example, we we'll tell them that okay, it's an imported set and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but however, they said um then he started going like uh. Wow, so it's an imported set, like you think I cannot afford nah, that kind of thing. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, so okay. it's it's this kind of like um clients uh profile that we know that they are very they are rather well to do because right. they have a certain uh they are in that certain particular right. estate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So however that is that um these are the type of clients which we sometimes um base the most Issues in terms right. of budget, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their expectation versus reality is a little bit. But it's different. funny, right? Because they save money for the condo, so not say they can. They're they... not in condos. Mm. Oh, private yeah, housing, uh, landed, landed housing. Mm. Okay, yes. how do so how do these landed houses when they want to build a playground? How does it work? Is it government also? Uh no, they can go through uh, the online way to look for us, like Google. Mm. <laughs> but if I'm staying yeah, in a landed, right? Yeah. Don't all of us have to agree to put a playground there? No, it has to be within your own compound. I'm, mm. I'm guessing. Oh, in your house itself. Yes, yes, in the house itself. Book class bungalow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, and he didn't want to fork out the money, lah. Yeah, then I said, uh, no risk if you um think that it's out of your budget, it's it's fine. Yeah, then then he started um some I can't remember some verbal abuse right. towards us. Yeah, then I said that okay, then um it, it's. It's business. Don't take it personally. Yeah, right. yeah, because I think a lot of times when condo management, they come to us, mm. they are an, in a perspective of work. Right. Yeah, because they are the managing agent. Yep, they are yep, also yep. employees. Right. But however, these um, landed property personal. owners, they yeah, are the owners. They are the owners of their house. Right, right, so when right, you, right, right. Yeah, when you, in a way, oh, they like felt this disrespect. Yeah, and, like you're calling them cheap. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right, they are right. being cheap. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I mean, th- th- but those experiences doesn't mm. happen very often, lah. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he gets more. Yeah. He gets more for my because, yes. uh, yeah. because you're you're more client facing. Uh, more of the operations. 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 I'm the um sales side. So sales side uh, at the beginning, your clients are all friendly and stuff like that. They mm. want to build a playground yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But however, when they have when they confirm uh they started 
after they have paid, mm-hmm. then when the operations start, mm. uh, that's where he gets most of the... <laughs> scolding <laughs> lah. The scolding. That's why um, over the Practicing years... Practicing his endowment. <laughs> yeah, that's why over the years, I told him, um, uh, the long... Uh, the long way to go, it's not for you to be in this position. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think 2022 or yes. something like that. Around that. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, 2022. came out. Just last year. O- October period, I think. Right. Officially. Uh, I still touch a bit on the project side, but mm. I'm also dealing with sales. Okay. I think it's a good learning experience as well. Right, 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 yes, right, right. right. Okay. It's more mentally healthy for him. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Also, perhaps be involved in the sales process so that expectations can be managed. You coming for more of the project responsibility, you can prepare the client as well to give a heads up as to these in reality yes, potential schedules that is yeah. likely going to come. I mean, so like. Dealing with the clients is one issue, right? When you have given a promise, like say, for example, okay, uh, within eight months, we will complete your project. Then there's a lot of people who are managing the project itself, right? Mm. How tough does that get? Like, workers-wise, you know, you have a timeline to meet and then if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, does it get affected? Does it affect your... Mm, I would say it would definitely affect us because on-site, the deliverables, if we don't meet, right, mm. it's affecting... It's going to affect... Right. At the end of the day, the claims involved. Yeah. And cash, you know, cash is really, cash flow is very important for us yeah. as small and medium enterprise. Yeah. So when that happens, what we need to do is quickly fine-tune it. Mm. Yeah. How do you manage just, these people? Like, because for them, they don't bother how long is the project or that, right? They are not going to benefit from it being completed. How do you manage their expectation or how do you incentivize them to, you know? Your employees, basically. Get, yeah. How so, do you motivate them? So actually, we had a discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we... we we feel that uh, those who can perform, okay, mm. so we stay up front with them, say that we can give them certain incentive. Mm. So for them, very importantly, of course, is coming Singapore to earn a living, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So using that as uh, a way of motivating them, right. hopefully they can right, right. take up more responsibilities or no, put in more effort in terms of the, the way they right. do things. Mm-hmm. So I think that is very important. So for like a standard playground, right, that you're built, how many people is usually working on it? Uh, if we are talking about normal HDB size, mm. bigger size one, it probably take six, six, around there, six to seven. Six if to it's seven those people. huge kind of playground right, right, right. sets. Six uh, to seven six. people and about six months. Oh uh, no, actually it's within one month. Oh, okay. With the rubber flooring, yeah. Right, we, right, right, we are supposed right, right. to complete everything by one month. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you still find yourself active on the site going down? Uh, I try not to. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's, uh, it's clear that we had this agreement that you know, I have to just move focus on, on, from move on from there. Yeah. But as and when, I do have my project manager to run. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. okay. I think it's, for me, I had this issue of letting go. Right. <laughs> I always right. said this issue of letting go. Yeah. But I think in order for them to you know, learn, mm-hmm. I guess I have to let go a bit more yeah. to trust them. And, so and more so as a mm. business owner. So we've heard this quite a few times on the podcast. It's like, uh, if you spend too much time in your business, you can't spend it on your business, something like that, whereby, uh, of course, at the start, you do a lot of the work, legwork, right? But eventually, letting go is not easy, but you must do it so that you can start thinking and focusing your efforts on expanding the yeah. business or bringing in more sales or, or improving processes and that sort of stuff. That's correct. Yeah. Well, did you also, Jensen, have problems, you know, letting go, let's say, the site managing and coordinating to Jason when he when he started out? 
I trust him. So mm-hmm. from the beginning, I think that he is able to handle. So um, if he needs any help, then uh, of course I will come in. Mm-hmm. Because uh, most of the jobs then were brought in by myself before mm-hmm. we had um, sales salespeople. So um, if he faces problem with scheduling with the clients or this, I'll come in and I actually right. um, help to right. calm them down mm. or something like that. Yeah, it mm. happens. It works both ways. Uh. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And next week on Mind Your Business, SG. How do you judge, you know, someone's hunger or competitiveness? The one, um, 50-50. Yeah, mm. We can't say we are totally accurate. So right. Because right. from the... Uh, 30 minutes or uh, 20 to 30 minutes is very difficult to judge mm-hmm. so we will ask them yeah like maybe from a scale of 1 to 10 how competitive you are uh, then uh, of course that's not the only question alright someone gives you I'm, I'm a 20 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he said the last guy said he was a 100 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> hi this is Jason this is Jensen and yeah. you're listening to, to My Your Business, Business SG, SG. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasir. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you'd like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.